Well, hello there. It's a weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Uh, glad to be here with you on a Saturday. I, I hear little glitches, so I'm wondering if they're... Uh... You sound marvelous on this hey, you know, I look marvelous, too. I looked in the mirror. I said, Mirror, who is the best-looking man of all? It winked at me. Oh, really? Mine cracked. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. mine's had a crack in it for a while. It's like the Liberty Bell. You've know, yeah. you got a big old crack right down the middle. But, you know, it's a whole different thing. I don't replace it because it lies to me. I mean, it tells me the truth all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, lots of things going on. You know, Joe Biden's still on vacation. He was out. Um, I think he Is was. Is he th- never not on vacation? Well, no, he's been on vacation. It's a perpetual vacation for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was out in a, uh, you know, shopping or something, and he got the the roundest booze from people who were standing away from. You know, like they have to keep separation from him and uh, the masses, but uh, you could hear him being booed, and he just turns around and waves at him. (laughs) Obviously not concerned. Did you hear that? He said he's obviously not concerned while everybody boos him. Joe doesn't care. He didn't care about a why. He doesn't care about you. You know, and you know what? You know, everybody is mad right now at the White House, and he always reacts to everything. Every charge and indictment against Trump, which we can talk about that, Mm -hmm. has come exactly the day after bad news hit for the Bidens. All right? And now America is turning on him. So what does he do? You only get two beers a week. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to. He is. What's the beer thing? Yeah, that is amazing. I mean. It's what, punishment. What business is that of his? No, you know? beer, yeah, Joe, the administration, how do we beat these guys up? We've raised the cost of living. Gas has gone up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take away their beer. Yeah. Take away their alcohol. There are some people you know, out there, by the way, who are listening right now who aren't sure what we're talking about. So let's explain what the administration has done. They have proposed literally... I guess it's their alcohol czar, whoever he is or she is, that uh, we be limited to our intake of beer a week. What did they say? Two beers a week or something like that? Two beers a week. And it's not going to stop at the beer. I mean, you know, your margaritas, your cocktails, whatever it is, they're going to this administration is limiting, wants to limit your alcoholic consumption. You know, and I'm like going... Why? Unless this is a form of punishment. All right. I'm sorry, but you are not listening to us. So we're going to punish you. Slap your your knuckles with a ruler, and we're going to put you in the corner with a dunce hat until you get on board with this administration. They everything they accuse Trump of doing. Mm-hmm. During, you know, when he ran for president and when he was president, everything the Democrats said and Joe said that he would do, Joe, I mean, Trump didn't do. But this is what the Democrats and the Bidens are doing. We are on the verge of falling off this cliff of a total dictatorship. We are dictatorship. We are under yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the dictatorship. We we are going into that that yeah. that realm. And if you don't see it, you better open your eyes and pay attention because it is happening before your very 
eyes. And I even saw the headline today. Well, you know, uh, our, uh, the uh, 14th Amendment, uh, line three, you know, Trump can't run. I'm going like, okay, so you're saying the insurrection. The January 6th committee, look it up. What authority do yeah. they have? What, do they what, have what, any authority? what that is, is the, and this is amazing, the New Hampshire Republican Secretary of State, David Scanlon. Oh, he's, he's Republican, idiot. right? He's seeking legal advice on potentially blocking Trump from the primary. Uh, the, legal, of- the legal theories are based on Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment, which states public officials who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the U.S. may be disqualified from public office. This was put in there uh, because of the Civil War and the uh, soldiers who fought for the South. They but didn't they have to be tried for it and there yeah and, and Trump has never been convicted of insurrection or rebellion just because somebody says you uh, incited a, a riot somebody somebody says you rebelled that doesn't mean you did it and that's yeah, and all the, that's all that's happened to Trump right now January 6th committee all right is like a uh, a grand jury. They, they all they did is got together. They interviewed people. They didn't. They didn't interview Trump. Their subpoena power meant nothing. Uh, they didn't go after him. He wasn't. It was it was a hit job. And that and I think anybody with with common sense knows that. But it they had no legal authority. So all they can say is, well, we say there was an insurrection. It is a suggestion. Mm-hmm. It is not a fact. It is not a proven fact. They proved nothing. They, this they guy, Scanlon, up. if he t- here's the thing that I'm afraid of. He is the Secretary of State in New Hampshire. What he may do is summarily remove Trump from the ballot. Well, and, then and, this and, is and, the and precursor by, of it. Yeah. And by the time he gets the ballot, the uh, the decision from the court, it may be after. It may be after the primary. The damage will have been done. Yeah. And that's that may be where he's going with this uh, this whole thing. You know, he may say, "Well, I think uh, we're going to just pull it and then let the court decide." Well, if you do that, you are, and and then then people may go. Well, they may say, "Well, we'll write in his name," and we've talked about this before. They may have uh, people who look at the signatures and say, "I don't know. Does that say Donald or Ronald?" Uh, I, I, we can't use that. You know, seriously. You, you people. Some people will just put down Trump, and they'll say, "Oh, well, that can't. That could be Ralph Trump. It could be Sid Trump. It could be any Trump." It may, uh, we can't use that, and that's what may happen. And all those votes may be disqualified. And blue states will use that as the precursor, the the the, the signal that they can do it too. You know, and you get down to this point that you know Republicans, Democrat. Well, we have a balance of power, and people have a say. Do you really have a say? It really doesn't matter that you have uh, an equal amount of Democrats or Republicans or more Democrats or more Republicans. There is a force at hand. So I get into office and I'm a good little Republican and I want to get my perks, my dental plan, everything that I get being a member of Congress or whatever office that I run for. And so the powers that be, the Democrats, because you know, they're in charge, they come along and they go, well, Mr. Knight, you know, we we think 
you're, you're an okay guy. So if you told this line, we're going to make sure that things go your way and you're going to stay in office. You get to keep your perks, your benefits, your kids go to college, everything that you got, you're going to keep. But if you don't tow that line, you know, well, then I'm sorry. You know, you're going to be flipping burgers, you know, come uh, January. I'm of well, the belief that this cannot be, no matter what, the right cannot get a fair deal from the woke left this coming election. It, it ain't going to happen. Even I hear President Trump, and President Trump has to sound optimistic about the election. He cannot sound pessimistic because that he it's that he's that, all you got. He's all democracy has. But the fact is, he's got to know inside, and the people behind the scenes have got to know that the deep state is just not going to give him a fair election. It is not going to happen. You know, I, when I hear people that I respect, guys like Dan Bongino, who I think is a wonderful talk show host with an incredible mm -hmm. experience, but he talks about the elections like it's going to be fair. And it just ain't going to be fair. It isn't. No. These people have already thought of plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. They have a whole litany of things they're going to do to make sure that they win no matter how many votes President Trump gets. Well, Tucker asked the deadly question, and deadly is exactly it. If they exhaust every plan, there's always a plan. Well, they'll take him out. Let's just say it. They'll take him out. And then doesn't matter that the votes went well, his know, way or not. He didn't answer. Done. He did not answer. It was asked twice by Tucker. And it was asked the next night by Greg Kelly the same question. And he didn't give a definitive answer, which says to me that, A, he can't answer that. He cannot say, yeah, they're going to try to take me out because that may, no, encourage, that may encourage somebody to take him out. But, but, what he did, fact... but what he did say, Bill, is that he acknowledged the fact that it may have, by, by saying the people get it, he said the people understand what's going on. The people get it. He was acknowledging mm -hmm. indirectly that it's a possibility. that, And he said these are very bad, evil people. Yeah. All those things, even though it wasn't a direct answer, it was like saying, all you guys out there know what's going on. We're dealing with evil, evil people, which means that may be a possibility. They may try to take me out. But I do well, think – go ahead, Bill. Well, I was going to say the fact is that it's been brought up means we're not the only ones that have thought about it. Obviously, the other side has thought about it. So it is now an extreme possibility that it happens. For Trump to be, he wasn't, I don't know if you'd call it nonchalant, but there's a thing that, you know, people that study, people that die and have the uh, out-of-body experience or the afterlife experience, there's a, a point of shock and a point of acceptance, re acceptance, great relief and joy because you know there was a guy from Boston that is a big saying, oh, you know, that's your mind and synaptic nerves and everything. He was in a boat accident, apparently, and he drowned. And his watch confirmed he was dead. He was dead. And then he realized his out-of-body experience where he knew his family was okay, 
and there was a point of acceptance. I think Trump, outwardly, you know, obviously he's not, but he has already accepted that no matter what, he is in this for the long run, which is what I'm saying is any politician out there, you you gotta you gotta be in it to win it. It's a do or die situation for Trump. Literally, it is a do or die situation. And he has accepted the fact of that this could be his final dance. And his final dance may end before he ever gets a chance to step back into that White House. I think that he president. I think all of the scenarios have been considered by Trump and his his team of insiders. And by the way, I don't think Trump is alone. I think he's got a whole cadre of of advisors and people who work with him on what's going on behind the scenes. I do think that they have thought that the only way that this is going to resolve itself mm-hmm. is if the military steps in. Now, you may say, what are you, what are you talking about, well, Jim? The military is run by Biden and Milley. There is a belief and a train of thought out there that there's a good portion of our military who support the president of the United States, the real president of the United States, who believe that Donald J. Trump is still president. And I point, by the way, to the uh, the, the parade of cars that delivered him mm-hmm. to uh, the jail, the parade of cars who delivered him to the courthouse in Miami, the parade of cars. You may not, you may think I'm full of baloney, but in all honesty, I think there are more cars and and uh, more security with Trump than Biden. I think Biden goes around with about six or seven cars. Trump, I counted them. There were like 17 cars in an ambulance. It's a hell of a motorcade, and you know it's security. I mean, it, this isn't all people that, yeah, we're a friend of Trump. We get to ride in a limousine. No, no. this is security that is beyond belief. And, uh, but again, you know, in this day and age, you probably can't have too much security. Is he really totally safe? Well, he's being, that's all secret service. That is all secret service. So those aren't private uh, contractors who are protecting the president. The secret service protects Donald J. Trump. And there's a, there's a, a number of people who believe that since January of 2020, He's still been president, but they, but that all of this is part of a grand scheme to bring out the deep state, to let him out. and let the world see how evil these people are behind the scenes. The only way most of the people in this country would even pay attention to the behind the scenes is by showing them. The only way well, you can show them is by showing them Biden his family, and the people who are working with him. Well, people are starting to pay attention and and uh, speak out. I mean, they are asking uh, Republicans to stand down now. I mean, Trump's mugshot has become a flashpoint. Everybody's talking about the left and the right. The left is evil. They're having fun. They're having a field day with it. They have the Trump playing with his prisoner number on, and I'm going like, yeah, laugh party now. When this becomes a total dictatorship, then you're going to go, why didn't somebody say anything? Well, we did. But you had too much fun in your yeah, little liberal I, dumb. I, I, that, th- uh, I think we're on the verge of something major happening uh, that 
you know, again, well, again, it goes back to the military. You may say, well, what are they going to do, take over the country? It wouldn't be a matter of taking over the country. It would be a matter of protecting the country from the evil within who have control of the country now. If you don't think, by the way, that we have a problem, I point you to the FBI, which has become a Gestapo. I -hmm. point you to the Department of Justice, which has become the personal political uh, hammer of this administration and this party, the, the woke left. They have done things to people that have never been done before. They're supposed to be neutral and fair and just by looking at the indictments alone, you know they are anything but, anything but. So this isn't a matter of us taking control of the country, of, of the military doing an uprising. This is a matter of the military protecting the country, going in and, and stopping the evil from doing what it's doing. The border, for example, there is nobody who can justify the damage that has been done on our border. Nobody. Even the woke left can't give you a straight answer. No, they can't. But, you know, there's a lot of things going on, like I said. They're telling everyone to stand down. They are circumnavigating the 14th Amendment, taking away guns. We have shut down more gun shops in the past year than in the entire history of the nation. But uh, Biden, when he first got in, 20. Then it was 86. Now there's well over 225, and they're still shutting down these gun shops for stupid reasons. They're going in taking away their licenses. Well, we can't overturn the 14th Amendment. We'll take away their guns and the ability to buy ammunition for it. People are speaking out, though. They are worried uh, because you've got mainstream America now going, wait, what's going on here? There's something going on. Even I would have never thought Santana, Carlos Santana, stops a concert. I guess yesterday or something like that, to sit there and uh, talk about wokeism, Uh, you know, saying, look, a woman's a woman and a man's a man. When you were conceived in the womb, the, you know, the die was cast, the cards were played. You are what you are. And everybody's paying attention. And I think Carlos Santana is from San Francisco. So I, I make sure my doors are locked, Carlos. Um, but I do think that he's right. I do think what he, you know, a lot of people feel that way, Bill. Um, well, uh, what was the guy from Pittsburgh? He's gone now. Um, uh, Mr. Rogers. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. You know, they'd be picketing the uh, PBS studio in Pittsburgh now if he was singing that now live. I mean, that's how things have changed. And that yeah. was that was such a an obvious song. I mean, yeah, of course, only boys can be boys and only girls can grow up to be mommies and... Nowadays, it's like, well, you can't say that. My God, what are you talking about? But now they're saying kids can identify to be dinosaurs and mythical creatures. And I'm going like, okay, they're doing sex change operations to turn men into women, women into men. And all these people that are getting it down the road, they're going, I want to go back. You can't go back. Or when they bring them back, 
they're they've been botched. They they've are been butchered. Yeah, they have been butchered. So what happens? Well, there was somebody a while back. There's some lady that uh, wanted to be a cat woman and has got everything. But what happens when somebody goes, I want to be a dog, I want to be a tiger? And some doctors, some quacks, somewhere, yeah, you got the money. I have hey, to make look at, it. I just like to be forty pounds lighter. You know, I mean, they would. That's, you know, I forget trying to change sexual gender. Wouldn't they please figure out how to get you to lose weight? You know, quickly. Yeah. Uh, but that that uh, no, won't happen. I don't know. The, the, it's a crazy mixed up world. I'm glad that you're saying I'm saying, and I'm glad the people that are listening are saying. I think there's more sane people than insane people, but the insane people. They tend to have a bigger voice. They cry louder. Another thing that uh, you're not hearing anything about right now, because it's just not important enough to talk about anymore, are mm -hmm. that over 2,000 children are missing from the Lahaina Public Schools two weeks after the Maui fire. 2,000 kids. 2,000 kids. They're gone. Well, and that, that's on top of the 1,000 missing people. I, I don't think that we have the true number and count there because I don't think it's possible. I think possible. this says the total is 3,001 students enrolled before the fire. This, I mean, this, I, it's amazing. You know, why hasn't the government done it? Oh, we're doing stuff. We're giving them $700 a month. And then I see somebody going, well, that's fake news because of this, because of that. You know, the liberals got an answer for everything. It's their answer. It's not a correct answer. But, boy, they like to throw that stuff out there. You know right what people also don't realize, and this is apparently very true, that Space Force, you know, Space Force that was created by President Trump, that's the organization that people think have kept all of the uh, files on the elections. They got it, you know, they were responsible for tracking the elections, and they, as President uh -huh. Trump said, got it all. Do you know where one of their bases was? It was in yeah, Ma yeah, Maui. So, uh, yeah, so, it's in Maui. Yeah, and you know it's interesting because you know there are fires now in Southern California, fires in Washington, fires in Canada. There's fires in Europe that are going on, Italy or Spain or somewhere down there, and everywhere these pictures are showing up, just like the ones from Maui. Maui was the trigger point where they actually saw the things with the high-powered lasers. That's I'm not saying that's real or not, but I'm just saying it's odd that these have been spotted everywhere. They were pulses that were videotaped by people with their cameras who were taking video of the fires. They are white energy pulses. And it's not something from outer space, friends. They have these on, on yep. ships and on airplanes. They're laser weapons. And they can start fires. By the way, I think we talked about this. They don't penetrate blue and white, the color blue and the color white. Everything else, they penetrate and cause fire. So what happens if you look at Oprah Winfrey's homes and if you look at uh, Bezos, his house, all of those houses had blue uh, roofs, blue roofs. They weren't damaged. They weren't damaged. And Were if, they metal roofs? I, I do not know, but uh, all I know is that from what I was told, it's the actual color. It's the pigmentation. It doesn't penetrate the color blue. It doesn't penetrate the color white. Because there's the one lone house in uh, Lahaina that uh, was a wood structure, but they had they'd cleared out the shrub all the way around, and they put up a metal roof, and I believe it was red. You see that big red thing? 
And they're saying, well, the embers couldn't go and 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 catch the asbestos, uh, or the, whatever the asphalt, the shingles on fire. But I'm like going, yeah, you know that can happen, but not the way it did, and not all at once and suddenly like it did. And then you see, like I said, the evidence of the flash. Um, it could be that you know certain types of material, metal, or whatever reflects it mm -hmm. you know i don't know the, I, don't, uh, I don't know anything about that stuff the uh, other thing that's interesting is we talked about a second ago about space force having a base in maui mm -hmm. uh they had a three-week warning that something was going to happen apparently and they moved the important computers away from that site so none of the important information that they wanted to destroy by attacking that base were destroyed you don't you don't hear about things like space force having a base in Maui, you, you don't hear about stuff like that. Oh, by the way, there's also a media uh, blackout now. On on the, the They don't want to talk, no more press conferences, no more information coming out of Maui. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's a lockdown on information. So of course. You, you've, we've answered enough questions, and uh, now leave us alone. And, and get out of here. Yeah, yeah, let it, yeah, and just let it go away. There's more to the story, folks. Then meets the Then we're being told. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We we live in a crazy mixed up world, and you know, there's a lot of crazy mixed up things right now. Though everything is all about Trump and uh, the picture and everything. Uh, and I think we are at a flashpoint. You know. Oh, I heard. You know, John Bolton had something to say about uh, about the picture. John Bolton worked with Trump for a while, but John Bolton is a warmonger. Uh, extraordinaire. I mean, this guy, mm -hmm. he he hasn't seen uh, a situation that he believes can't be resolved without a good war. He, he was, Trump said, I realized that the opposition uh, feared John Bolton because his answer to everything was knock him out, take him out. So if I wanted to scare the opposition, I always made sure I brought John Bolton with me to a meeting. So they thought that I was going to use weapons. That was what Trump said. But here's what, eventually John Bolton was removed from his position, asked to leave the White House, and uh, he and Trump uh, have never gotten along since. Trump doesn't have a lot of respect for him. Obviously, Bolton doesn't have a lot of respect for Trump, too, uh, i.e. this comment after the mugshot was released. Ambassador, thank you for being here tonight. I mean, I just wonder, as someone who worked inside the West Wing when Donald Trump was president, what is it like for you to see his mugshot tonight? Well, I thought it was, uh, as with most things Trump does, carefully staged. They must have thought about what look they wanted. He could have smiled. He could have looked benign. Instead, he looks like a thug. Uh, and, and I think it's intended to be a sign of intimidation against the prosecutors and judges. Uh, that's what they picked, and uh, we'll, we'll see that picture everywhere. So you think they actually spent time deciding, you know, should he smile in this? Should he have this scowl that he appears to have gone with? Almost as much time as they spent combing his hair. What do you, he posted the mugshot, you know, shortly after on his own social media account, along with the, the phrase, never surrender. I mean, a bit ironic given he had actually just surrendered at the Fulton County Jail behind me. But how do you expect him to try to use this to his political advantage as he's running for president? 
Well, I think in the same way he's he's used the other three indictments, and and uh, I think the evidence is that the indictments uh, have proven the law of diminishing marginal utility. If anything, they're not they're not undercutting his support; they're building it up. You know, John Bolton's amazing. He's making fun yeah. of he makes fun of Trump's hair. He makes Trump uh, makes fun of his scowl. You know, he had a right to be angry. I would I'd be angry. Mm-hmm. This is this is something he shouldn't have had to go through, and he had a right to be really angry. So, but for for this guy, this clown Bolton, to call him a thug. And by the way, Mister Bolton, if you're listening, what you just said is clownish, calling the president a thug. Okay, but that's par for the course. And by the way, this is from a guy who probably spends an hour or so combing his mustache every day. Oh, Mister Bolton, number one, you look at him. He was, when he was a kid, he was pushed around. He was a wuss. He was a wuss in his adult life. And wusses usually grow up and they're the ones that sit there. Hey, I, I got to talk tough. Hey, you know, hey, you want to mess with me? I'm going to sick our military on and you. And I'll bet you he's never worn a uniform in his life. Probably he, not. He, he is a wuss. Including a Boy wuss. Scouts. Including Boy Scouts. He probably bought his badges. Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, and didn't earn them. He just bought them. That's all there is to it. And so his answer, Bill, to everything is to go to war. Everything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, and that's the sign of a guy that was a weasel to begin with. You know, as far as Trump's pose and everything, yeah, it was a pose, and it's a classic Hollywood pose that Trump pulled off perfectly. I mean, I've seen Nicholson do it, and Nicholson did it pretty good. But Trump was conveying a message, and that pose is used, that that lowered forehead and raised eye and looking up. It is a purposeful pose. It can convey a lot of things. And if you look in his eyes, because you can see the, um, you can you can read a lot of different things from that. And if you look at the timeline of all the indictments and everything they've done, you read all that, you push this guy against the wall and undeservingly, and you're seeing that, and he's sending a message. That is a message, and it's not to the American people. It is not to now, the Democrats or Republicans. Now, you, is you, this is where we're going to read something into this, and you may think it's conspiratorial. That's your opinion. Yeah. If you look, he posted on on uh, X, I keep wanting to call it Twitter. It's not called Twitter yeah, anymore. No. He posted, uh, his first post was the mugshot, and above his picture was mugshot August 24th, 2023. Below his picture were three lines. The first line, election interference. The second line, never surrender. Right. The, the third line, DonaldJTrump.com. Now, if you take the first letter of each of the bottom lines, the three bottom lines, it spells E N D end. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are reading into this saying, This is the end. Trump has got this handled. This is the end. Just a thought. If you look at it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Well, you're kind of dotting the I's and crossing the T's of what I'm saying. That picture was well thought out. It was well planned. There are people saying, oh, that was not the tie he was wearing when he got in there. 
Forget about the tie and the suit, although they were planned. They were planned. That look was planned. You couldn't get Hollywood to do a better pose picture than that. And he's been around that. He's not a trained actor, but he he is a good student. And he did learn. And he does know the classic stuff. And that pose was not a signal to you, Jim, or to me, Bill, or to... Uh, you know, our liberal friends out there, they go, it needs to be Democrats. This was a message, I think, to the deep state, to Biden, his cronies in the deep state, and to Hillary. And the end, I would think that they probably got that message too. And I'm not going to say that that was the message that he wanted to get out, but I'm not going to say it's not. So I'm going to be... If not, non, uh, I don't know. No, you know, Bill, you're gonna be you're gonna be neutral, and, and that's okay. You you kind of. Well, I'm not. I'm not denying it. I'm not. I'm not saying it. I I, saying... I think that he's a very smart guy. This goes to him exactly. Being, this goes to exactly. being five chess moves ahead of of the normal guy. I think that these people uh, knew what was going to happen when they went down to that uh, jail. I think he knew how he was going to pose before he sat in that chair. Because he probably said, can I pose any way I want? Or they said, Mr. President, we want you to look angry and determined. And that's what he looks, angry and determined. And I but, love the, the END thing. I never would have picked that up, but I heard that on another program. Yeah, and there's also you know the fact that I looked at everybody's mugshot. Giuliani didn't look happy. But I don't know that he's privy to everything in here. No. There was one particular attorney. It's uh, the lady, a young lady. And she just smiled, and she kind of did a, a Jenna Ellis. Ha- yeah, Jenna she did Ellis. a happy look of the same pose, and she smiled. Mm-hmm. It's like, and to me, that was a signal. It's coming. Now I don't know what that if that's true well, or she's, not. But she's Trump's attorney, and she probably a uh, one of his attorneys. She probably has an inside track of some of some kind. But you know who I think is going to blow this whole thing up? Who? The other side. I think, you know, if, if it's true, they're going to expose themselves for who and what they are. And now, can something be done when they do it? They're already they're already peeking their head out of the hole. The snake is peeking around. Joe did it when he was booed, and I don't care. They, they don't they don't realize I don't care. And that audio needs to be pulled out, extrapolated. And played for all America because it's time that you understand that they don't care who you are, how you vote, what you believe. They're going to do what they're going to do, and that's that. And if you don't want to get on board with them, they're going to take away your beer. Yeah. Nice nice guys. Yeah. Um, If you missed what Trump said when he got to the airport after the uh, parade back to the airport from being booked, I want to play this for you. And it's, uh, it's short. It's sweet, and again, it's it's something which I think is thought out. Thank you very much for being here. I really believe this is a very sad day for America. This should never happen. If you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election, and I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. 
when you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you can have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think is very dishonest. So thank you all very much, and I'll see you uh, very soon. Thank you very much. You know, listening to that, hearing the jet in the background, some of the conversations we've had, and the Tucker Carlson mentioning that, you know, what are they going to do next? Kill you? Mm-hmm. And uh, with everything going on, I just sitting here thinking. And we've talked about the stories, too, in the military. Loss of confidence, loss of confidence. Ship commanders being taken out. I wonder if there's, you know, ground troop people and Air Force people that are having the same fate happen to them because they're being asked to do something or would they do something that they wouldn't do? And then I thought about it. You know, you're flying, you're a pilot. You're flying a plane. Let's say Trump Force One, Trump's plane. And all of a sudden, you know, you're flying along the coast going from Florida to New York, let's say. And all of a sudden, radar picks up. There's a storm. You've got to divert around it. You divert around it. And you're floating away from the continental U.S., but you're still going where you're going. Could somebody sit there and say, there you go. There's your shot. Take him down. He's fleeing the country. You know, it's funny you should you should say that. I, I was listening to the engine in the background, too, and it occurred to me, if this is a long-term plan that, and as some people say, was in play even when he was president, okay? They knew what the deep state was going to do, and they, in order to expose the deep state, they had to let them do that. So let's say that's the case. And some people believe that it was the military that approached the president with all of this information and said, Mr. President, the only way we're going to get these these evil ones out of our government and out of our system is to let them stick their heads out and rise above, you know, so we can see them and so the public can see them. So if that's the case... I don't know whether you remember this or not, but when he was president, he took his airplane, the 757, the Trump jet, and he he took it back, yeah, and had it completely refitted. New Rolls-Royce engines, new paint job, that paint job, that beautiful paint job he has now on the plane, that was done when he was president. But what I was thinking they probably also have on that, that we have no idea, they probably have some of the measures, if he's still president, mind you. If he is still president like the military thinks, they may have retrofitted that airplane, the 757, with the uh, safety measures that you might have found on Air Force One. You know, if you wanted to shoot down a plane, for example, it probably has chaff on it. You know, uh, so that's what that is, is essentially it's like aluminum foil. You throw it out, a whole bunch of it off the back of a plane, it confuses uh, the the missile and it's tracking, and many times the missile will hit some of the chaff and explode off in the distance. 
it will divert the missile away from the plane. Um, mm -hmm. and, Flares and chaff, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, you know, there's a good chance that he had things done to that plane when it was being worked on because there's a large faction of our government that believes that he's still president. I, and again, well, it goes, Bill, when you saw the parade, I, you just you just look at that parade of, of cars going to, mm. he's a private citizen now, supposedly. He, you know, he could have gone down there with a couple of cars and some local police. And he went down with like 17 or 18 cars, including the ambulance. Right. I, I, I find, um, I, you know, some, someday if we, if this is the case, and when we find out in the future that uh, this was all a plan, some of the things we see now will be very obvious. Oh, of course, that's why he had the ambulance. Of course, that's why he had the 17 cars protecting him. BC was still president. Of course, I can see that. Yeah. But right now, people kind of, they just it just happens in front of them and they don't really know, mm. you know? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I hope that what we just mentioned, you know, on the good side is true. But then again, you don't know. Uh, it's going to play out. But we are in very uh, persnickety times. So I'll use that word, persnickety. I mean, who the um, heck, Bill, who, who does know? Nobody knows except God. If, if God knows. But, I mean, if it's something that is really happening, the president, meaning Trump, and his uh, closest advisors know probably, and that's it. You know, and maybe right. maybe key members of the military know, and that's it. But, you know, uh, everything else is pure speculation. I won't use the term conspiracy theories. It's 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 speculation. It, you know, it is. It, some people say it's an educated guess. Uh, but I do exactly. know, and I think you can you will, can agree to this. I just know that we're not being told everything. No, we're not. And, but I do know that we are. Uh, look. We're, in, we're, we're just about to get into September, October, November, and we will be a year out from uh, the election. It's a critical time, which is why everything is happening. So it's going to get hey, it's going to get really slick and this and case this here. case down in, in Fulton County, uh, this Willis, this thug she if anyone's a thug, it's her. this mm -hmm. this uh, Fanny Willis, the DA. Uh, she was going to have it, I think, in January, just before the elections of the first primary. And now she wants the case moved up to October. That's, mm, that's, that's, right. that's like six to eight weeks from now. Okay. And every attorney that I've heard talk about a case of this size and importance will tell you it may take years to get the information they need to get to make the case a proper and fair case. For their but client. the damage will have been done. What she wants to do is she wants to destroy this man, and she wants to do it the quickest, the fastest way, and get it out right. of her county. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, we um, you have anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? No, we can wrap it up. I mean, I was just. Um, I think it is a uh, it is a weekend update, and these are supposed to be shorter because. Yeah. Normally we get talking, but today is uh, one of those days where I'm I'm a bit spent. It's been an exhausting week. A lot of things have happened in the news, and I, a little behind the scenes. But uh, when I do these programs, we do them in the morning, and uh, so I get up very early in the morning 
to uh, prepare for these these programs and and then uh, this sort of has caught up to me this week. You know, yeah, like, this uh, is kind of like you know that that uh, twelve noon or one o'clock. Yeah, know, that if I if I go over to that easy chair behind me and sit down, my give me oh, that's I, it. Yeah, yeah, all bets are on. Exactly. Um, anyway, if you want to reach us and say hello, our number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com, write to us, phone us, just get in touch with us, we're lonely guys, we're like the main tag repairman. Yes. I mean, I sit around singing dumb songs like... <laughs> You know, uh, what was the one I was singing in the car yesterday? You know, you entertain yourself? Yes, yes. And I was thinking about... Uh, I do that a lot, the, really, because I'm, I'm the only one that truly appreciates my talent. I, yeah, me too, you know. I was sitting there, you know, they're they're missing an obvious one. And now that I say it, it's probably out there. Yeah. I was going like uh, Elvis, Viva Las Vegas. Oh, no, you weren't singing Viva Las Vegas in your truck. No, I was singing... Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, they ought to. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, you know, now, the, now, that you've said, now that you've said that, you know what's going to happen. You are going to be driving along one day on the way back to wherever. And somebody's going to be doing it. I'm going, damn it, I came up with that. It'll be it'll be one of his commercials. They'll make it a jingle. <laughs> I like that. Vivek Ramaswamy. We'll make a jingle out of it. Oh, I love it. Anyway. Somebody's in the other room over there going, oh, God. <laughs> they have to do that. 833. I think I already mentioned this, but I'll do it again. 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. I really don't remember you doing that or me saying, mail it, it's another day.com. <laughs> mail it, it's another day.com. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're both exhausted. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll get some rest, and with a little bit of luck, be uh, rested and ready to go for next week because it's going to be a crazy week, I think. And happy Hanukkah, Johann Sebastian birthday. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, uh, Halloween, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. And besides that. You said it's Johann Sebastian Bach's birthday? I didn't get no, him anything. I don't, I, oh, you didn't? You didn't get him anything. No. You, did you? Well, you know they have a card section for him. <laughs> I'll race right out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, look, I don't know whether you normally do this in the weekend update. I don't know whether we've, but uh, you usually end the program with a quiet and dignified, you know, well, wait closing. A minute. You know, this is a podcast. It's audio only. Yes, but uh, for right. your, I'm going to put on these cool sunglasses. Oh, you have to get into the mood. He has now got yeah. aviator shades on. And he's got uh, what kind of hat is that? It's like a this is my a fisherman's uh, my, hat, right? It's uh, a Greek fisherman's hat. Yeah, and I got my my. Uh, I got my uh, what was it? Aviator cool shades. Loop? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, kind of, yeah the cool What we have loop. here is what failure here to is communicate. Failure, yeah, <laughs> failure to communicate. But we can do this. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. You notice he did it a little quieter because there are people in the house next door. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm in the uh, Royal Belmont in uh, <laughs> Belmont, Massachusetts, and people. They'll be going, what the hell are you doing there? What are you doing there? You... <laughs> oh, jeez. Have a good day, my friend, and drive carefully when you come back, okay? We'll be seeing you. Adios. Johnny Reese is a major league pitcher who always had a talent for striking people out. 
teams fell over themselves trying to recruit the young man with the menacing fastball. But baseball isn't his only talent. He's also a major league hitman, a contract killer who likes his work. Reese does more than strike opponents out. He eliminates them all together. Retired New York City detective Jack Kane has come to Pittsburgh to find a killer and squeeze play by Jim Harrington is the story about what happens when these two alpha males meet and go head to head. It's a great weekend read. Squeeze play from Dover and Blackstone Media LLC. It's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com and many other great online book sites or Visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Squeeze Play is a grand slam.